This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in, Stacking the Box, on this beautiful final day of May. Good to be back in studio. Good to see you, Matt Berteram. Busy show today, pal. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us and your audio world as well. Stack in the box with you every Tuesday at 11 o'clock Central. Vernon, I missed you the last couple of weeks. Know that, buddy. You as well, Carm. How was your Memorial Day weekend? It was excellent. Uh, I've, I, in the moment right now, I have no idea what the hell I did, but I but I enjoyed it. I was on the tennis court a couple of times, uh, did, 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 some, did some radio work, and uh, watched Jimmy Butler take an amazing – wide open three-pointer that he probably should have shot that hit the front of the rim that was finally a good game in the NBA playoffs I know you've been you were you rooting for the New York Rangers last night you Devils fan you I wasn't I hate the Rangers as a Devils fan although I hate them a lot less than I hate the Flyers like if the Rangers win the Stanley Cup it wouldn't like viscerally bother me whereas if the Flyers win the Stanley Cup I feel like I need to drink bleach um so, uh, that being said, I think the Lightning are going to kill the Rangers in about five games. But um, it's been a really good Stanley Cup playoffs. I've really enjoyed it. You're really, as we get into football here in a second, uh, your thoughts, Carm, uh, the finals. Uh, who do you have and why in the NBA? So, that's a tough one. Golden State uh, is getting heavy uh, money coming in on them. People, are, people love the Warriors here. Hunter Armour. Uh, our, our video leader extraordinaire loves the Warriors here. I've been saying the Celtics all playoffs, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to change right now. Boston, I don't know. I, I This was an anecdotal reason for picking the Celtics. I saw them play in person uh, it, it, against the Bulls late in the season. I'm like, holy God, the Celtics are on fire. They look phenomenal. I don't think anyone's beating them in the East, and – it's been hairy. Seven games with the Bucks, seven games with the Heat, and uh, an almost epic meltdown in Game Seven. But I'll stick with Boston. So, yeah, we'll get into football because I know it's what the, the people have come for. But um, I, so I've I've actually watched a lot of the NBA playoffs this year, which I typically don't because the NBA playoffs are just boring to me unless the Knicks are involved. And the Knicks are never involved, so there you go. Um, I usually watch the finals. Like, but I, just, I always just feel like it's just very chalk all the time. I, but this year, I actually have watched a pretty good amount of it. The Celtics, to me, are impressive. They've also beaten the Bucks team without Middleton. I don't think they ever would have got past if Middleton was healthy. And then they beat the Heat, who, other than Jimmy Butler and Bam, to some degree, are atrocious. Like, Duncan Robinson's making how much money? He can't even get off the bench. Tyler Hero who there are actual human beings who want to max him out this offseason, the man had zero points in game seven. And the Heat still somehow almost came back and won that game. Like, the Warriors, you would, you would know, and I should know this off the top of my head, it's now a 2-2-1-1-1 format, right, the finals? They changed yeah. years ago. Yeah, okay. I, that's that's amazing that I'm I'm wondering on that. Yes, but that's correct. It's two two one one one. Yep. Okay. And first the two are first two. Golden State's got the first two at home, then two in Boston, then flip, 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 flip. Go ahead. I'll take the Warriors in five games. Okay, I mean, just just to have argue you seen the Warriors? That team, like, if I have to listen to one more person, with Marcus Smart's going to shut down Steph Curry, 
Nobody in the history of his career shut down Steph Curry. Like, Marcus Smart's doing it. The Celtics have a winning record against the Warriors. Good dating back to about 2014, Verderam. Uh, and Golden State, for the record, uh, who have they beaten They on, on their way to the finals? Dallas. They hammered the hell out of everybody they played. I mean, Memphis didn't have John Morant for most of the series. Denver was playing without Murray, and Dallas was dead. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say their run to the finals has been overly impressive. So we'll see. Um, we'll, we, we'll see. I just like Draymond is the best defender in the series. He's a better defender than Smart is. As good as Smart is, he's not Draymond Green defensively. And Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Like, like, to me, this comes down to: <laughs> Would you rather have those two, and if you want to even throw Poole in the way he's played, or would you rather have Tatum and Brown? Now, it's a, it's a fair question. Like, Tatum and Brown are excellent, but I'd rather have Steph Curry over anybody in this series. Yeah, okay. Like, Tatum okay. has scores eleven points. Steph Curry's not having any game this series. He's scoring eleven points. In. You want to put something on this? You want to put a little a little something on in the kitty here? Um. Yeah, what the hell? We, I don't care. Sure. Let's 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 throw. Uh, we'll, we'll do a let's do a pizza, Verderam, or 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 or, or Uber Eats dinner. You send okay. to me in Chi Town. I send to you in Rockford. How's okay. that? Fair enough. That's fine. All right. All right. Let's go, Boston. Right, let's get into football. But uh, okay. wait, you got the C's. I've got the, the Dubs. Yeah. So okay. Let's 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 go, Boston. I've never said that before in my life. Okay. So here we go. A lot going on. We're going to start with uh, there's 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 quarterback issues, and we've got Aaron Donald at the start here. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit it off with Lamar Jackson, who is not showing up at OTAs, who doesn't want to sign a contract. Baltimore saying we can do a deal now. We can do a deal later. We'll do a deal whenever he's ready to do a deal. Right. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Doesn't want to do a deal. He's angry about Marquise Brown leaving. He's apparently just not happy with Baltimore, period. So I, I don't know what this Ravens do myself, like, other than play it out here. Go ahead and play another year, and we're hoping that you play great and don't get hurt, but you do play a very dangerous position in a dangerous way. So to me, he's taking a lot of risk here, uh, rolling the dice with – I mean, he, he, I'm sure he's got enough money that he can live on for the rest of his life, but – you know, put pushing it out here when they're ready to sign you at whatever the market deal for a quarterback is, which is a you know an insane amount of money, seems pretty risky to me. Uh, look, it's very bizarre. I cannot remember any situation, not even only when I've covered the league, but even being a fan, going back to when I was a kid, like I cannot remember a situation where a team has been actively trying to give a guy hundreds of millions of dollars and the player just has no interest in even like taking the phone call. It's very weird. And you know, he's had this weird kind of reaction to it where he gets mad at people on Twitter when they suggest that he might want out or he might not be happy. He's like, no, I want to be with the Ravens. It's like, all right, well, then Lamar, then how about like returning a phone call and showing up? I mean, I, I don't think it's unfair. I and, and full disclosure for people who didn't read the column, but please do. It's on fanside.com. I wrote about this on Monday morning, and I talked to a former GM about this. Um, I even talked to another who didn't make the, the, the column, but it was in passing after the column went up. Um, it's very weird. Like, he can sit there all day long and say, well, yeah, I want to be in Baltimore, and Chris Sims shouldn't worry about if I'm not at OTAs because they're volunteer. Look, man, there are two quarterbacks who weren't at OTAs in the NFL this year, okay? You and Kyler Murray. And we all know how Kyler Murray feels right now with the Cardinals. So – to sit there and say, like, well, it doesn't matter. It's voluntary. Yeah, it's voluntary. You don't have to be there. But most guys are there. 
most most especially guys that are like 25 years old most guys are at OTAs and you have been very aloof I mean to the point that at the owners meeting Steve Bishotti who owns the Ravens who never really talks publicly was pretty open about the fact that they're kind of annoyed that he just hasn't shown up to not that he hasn't jumped out the age of course, but he hasn't shown up to the bargaining table. Like that he hasn't really answered the urgency that Eric DaCosta, the GM, has shown. And at some point, if you're Baltimore, you do, I think, have to start thinking about, okay, well, if he's not going to sign long-term, or this is going to be a protracted pain in the ass of a situation, next year's draft class is loaded with quarterbacks. At least that's a thought. Do you start thinking about that? Do you start thinking about, look, do you do you start thinking about do you do you at least consider maybe not even in the first round, but would you take a guy maybe in the second round? Do you take a guy, you know, around pick fifty? I mean, I, I think smart money is he's there and he's there long term, and at some point they figure it out. But it is weird. I think it is a weird thing that he's just nowhere to be found. Well. Your your mic is uh, low, Carm. Low or uh, or has cut out. But I'll look. I'll, I'll uh, I will I will fill fill the air here for another thirty seconds, real quick. Again, the the really the really smart money is we Carm will come right back just to the tech issue. Um, the really smart money says eventually it makes sense for both sides. Lamar's won a ton of games in Baltimore. I know they've struggled in the playoffs, and I mentioned that in my column in passing. Because I feel like it deserves to be mentioned in passing, but it shouldn't be the spotlight. They've won a ton of football games. A ton of football games with Lamar Jackson. He has an MVP on his mantle. He is one of the most difficult players to defend in the history of the NFL. Now, you could sit there and say he struggled throwing the ball at times. That's fine. I would agree with that. Although I would also say they really, outside of Mark Andrews, giving him virtually nothing as we welcome Carm back into the program. Uh, but it is... It has been a very, very, very bizarre negotiation, if you like to call it that. Usually if a team calls a player and says, we want to get a deal done, unless the player really doesn't want to be there, there's a back and forth at that point. It's odd that there's no back and forth. It's odd that the Ravens are just calling him, and at least according to the Ravens, there's been no answer on the other end of the line. That's weird, no matter how you spend it. Carm, do you have your mic working? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Look, you you don't want to move on to Tyler Huntley and trade Lamar Jackson, but when he did step in last year, he wasn't exactly terrible. Um, So there's that. No, he he wasn't. So so I'm not trading Lamar uh, unless unless I actually sit down and have a conversation with him and we get some transparency on what's going on. We are all adults here. We should be able to communicate. That's you know that that's a baseline, right? But it, it's it's odd. Uh, again, what what exactly is Lamar's issue? What's the problem here? Do you everybody around all of football was raving about the Ravens drafts? Uh, you know how they went about the draft this year. That they had one of the best drafts in football. You're you're with. Am I missing something? No, you're not. And by the way, I see uh, King Royalty, thanks for listening, says, just started listening, and I and I hear it's only two quarterbacks. We're in OTA. shows you haven't done no research, uh, sir. Uh, first of <laughs> all, 
if you listen to what I said, I said that any of the any of the younger quarterbacks, well, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers don't count. Tom Brady's 45 years old, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is approaching 40. And I don't think those guys, like, there's no concern there. They're locked up. They're fine. They're just older. They're not showing up. Baker Mayfield doesn't count. Baker Mayfield's not starting. We all understand why Baker Mayfield's not there. And by the way, that furthers the point, right? Like, there is clearly there's discontent there for very obvious reasons. Kyler Murray, who I mentioned, is not there, again, for obvious reasons. And the only other quarterback of any note who is not there is Lamar Jackson. So, yes, if you'd like to include Rodgers and Brady, I think those are non-issues. I don't think it's it's uh, skewing the argument to not mention that a 45-year-old six-time Super Bowl champion in New England and a one-time Super Bowl champion in Tampa didn't show up. And Rodgers, who just got his deal reworked, and we all know with Aaron Rodgers, that is no surprise. He's not an OTAs. Um, Lam- Jackson's the one that doesn't make sense. Two guys are 100 years old, and we know why they're not there. We know why Mayfield's not there. We know why Kyler Murray is not there. Why is Lamar Jackson not there? And again, he's got every right not to be there, right? Like, it's completely, completely fair for him not to be there. And I see you say, look, um, you know, he says he's, Lamar's not been there because he's been in the same system for the last four years. That's A lot of guys have been in the same system for the last four years. Patrick Mahomes is there. Josh Allen's there. Right? Like, And again, he doesn't have to be there. I'm not crushing Lamar for not being there, but when it's against the backdrop, of he's not base he's not negotiating a long-term deal. Okay, look, fair enough. Right? Like, but it's it's odd. To say it's not odd is just to be full of it. It's you, very odd and it's very mysterious. And when the and when John Harbaugh is asked about why he's not there, he said, I'll let Lamar answer that. He so went think, hold on. Let, let me just back you up for a second here. He went on social media and complained about the market he tweeted out wtf when they picked tyler linderbaum in the first round at you know to be their center he's it's not there is no even an inch of a reach in in saying that lamar jackson is not thrilled with the ravens right now and or his situation add in the fact that he hasn't signed the deal it's uh, it's it's clear uh, and by the way, King, good job doing the research over there. But don't bark at my guy, Matt Verderam, who sleeps with t- 12 footballs in his bed. If you want to bang on him for something. Uh, if you'd like to do the research, King, Josh <laughs> Allen is the new OC. Yeah, I understand that. He was the quarterback's coach. It's the same damn system. Okay? So, give me a break. You're, 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 the, bottom, the bottom line is – no, don't, don't, don't come at me. Look, the bottom line is, <laughs> okay, it's the same damn system. By the way, it's the same system we sent Baltimore home two years ago. When Jackson and, and the Ravens scored three points. Okay, so the bottom line is right now, the Ravens have a problem. Now, it may be fixed. And if you read the column and you're listening to the show, I think eventually they will figure it out. I do. Because here's the, here's the bottom line of this. If you're Lamar Jackson, you play this year on the contract you're on. Okay? For whatever the reason, if he were, God forbid, to get seriously hurt, you are losing hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially. Most people, not maybe he is not most people, most people are not going to risk that kind of a situation. I have a hard time thinking that at some point they don't come to an agreement on a deal. The Ravens clearly want to sign him. But if he doesn't sign, he's running a massive, massive risk. And if he were to get hurt, especially because so much of his his value 
Is Ty know what a dynamic threat he is, a dual threat? You you start looking at him. I mean, what if he got hurt and he missed 10 games? Are the Ravens still going to offer him $45 million a year? Probably not. And I don't know that any other team would either. So it, it becomes very dangerous. And it's odd. It's just odd. And the, the last point I'll make here is he doesn't have an agent, which is fine. But the thing that makes it difficult is when you have an agent, you can start you can start putting out little bits of peas, you know, little breadcrumbs to the media, right? Hey, you know, I'm not happy with this, or hey, he's happy, but but here's the deal, here's what's going on. You can kind of control the narrative. When you don't have an agent, unless he's willing to speak publicly, which at this point he is not, you don't control the narrative. The narrative runs wild. And that's not a media problem. That's a Lamar Jackson problem. Like, he's not controlling the narrative of what's going on here. And that's issue. Also, it makes it harder to negotiate a contract because if you're the Ravens, look, as much as they love Lamar, clearly they want to negotiate with him. You can say things to an agent and be a little bit more frank than you can with a player. It makes it more difficult. It just does. doesn't mean he has to have an agent. doesn't mean he has to show up the voluntary OTAs. But it's making it harder. And it's it's packing it more with more risk. There's no two ways about that. Your your mic went out. Carm is having technology. It's it's. I'll tell you what it is. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's the hangover. Carm says he doesn't remember what happened over the weekend. It's probably because he was blotto for three days. Uh, it kicked out a cord that he forgot to plug back in. Um, now look, we're gonna you know we're gonna move on. We got a lot to we got a lot to get to for the uh, the, the rest of the show. We have uh, plenty to talk to about the, about the Broncos, what we think about them. We've got some stuff on some teams in the NFC that are either here or there, and, you know, whether they'll make the playoffs or not. Uh, again, uh, plenty uh, to cover. And we're also going to talk about David Njoku, who's a tight end for Cleveland, who signed a big contract last week. Um, the final details are out on that now, so we can kind of parse through that a little bit. I think it's important. It's indicative of maybe where the tight end market's going to go. Um, but – it is, it is going to be interesting as we move forward here in this offseason what we're looking at with Baltimore because I think Baltimore is one of the most talented teams in football. They had a lot of injuries last season. A lot, I mean, more than anybody, easily more than anybody. And this year they're getting back Marcus Peters, they're getting back Marlon Humphrey, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Ronnie Stanley potential. Although right now I think you put a question mark next to Ronnie Stanley based off the way his last two years have gone. He should be back. Um, you know, Lamar, of course, missed the end of last season with the ankle. He's of course now healthy. Um, that is a very, very talented football team. Very talented, like Super Bowl caliber. Although, of course, you do look at their past postseason failings and say, well, what's going to be different this year? I don't know. And that's my problem with the Ravens. I think they're going to win a whole bunch of games in the regular season, but what are they going to do in the playoffs? I, you know, and typically in this day and age, You've got to be able to throw the ball for chunk yardage consistently to win in the playoffs. We've seen that now. Look at the quarterbacks in recent years who have made deep runs. Allen, Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers, Stafford. Uh, although Rodgers hasn't made them made deep runs, so maybe he's a bad example. But all the other ones, Burrow, right? All these guys have been able to throw the ball. The only, the only exception I can think of in the last couple of years was Tennessee made a deep run without basically throwing the football at all. It's just predicated on Henry. Um, and you can do you can do it that way, but it's hard. It's really hard. But the Ravens, you have to put them in the Super Bowl mix, in my opinion. They have a lot of talent. They had a great draft. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be really hard to beat. 
uh, if everybody's back and healthy. And there's no reason to think they're not going to be back and healthy. But I am concerned about this Lamar thing, which as the days go by, you look at every day and go, all right, well, where is this headed? Where is this headed? Because Lamar can tweet all he wants and he wants to be at the Ravens. And okay, fine. I have no reason not to believe him, but I also have a reason to say, well, your actions don't match up with your words. All right. So let's move on. Carm will join me here, I'm sure, in a second. Um, so we're going to go into the future. The first one, who has the better season was the question here to ask. Was it going to be Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Now, on the surface, that seems like a really dumb question, right? Because Mac Jones had a really good rookie year, led the Pats to 10 wins in the playoffs. He got blown out in the wild card round by Buffalo, as we all know. Zach Wilson really struggled for the Jets. Now, I argued last year at the end of August when everybody was going crazy about how well he played in the preseason. I said, look, I don't like where this is headed because he has no support. First-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator. The head coach is a defensive-minded guy. Uh, They had nobody behind him who had ever thrown an NFL pass. And if you look at his numbers last season in the total, you'd say not good. 3-10 and is a record. 55.6 55.6 completion percentage, nine touchdowns, 11 picks, 6.1 yards per attempt. He was terrible, okay? By those numbers, he was terrible. However, if you break it down by game, okay, and he missed four games middle of the year. After he came back, five touchdowns, two picks, his completion percentage was still not good. Okay, so his completion percentage, if you're looking at, at just those games, was 54%. So he still stunk in that regard. His yards per attempt were still terrible, 5.7. But my point is he stopped turning the ball over. Now, maybe that's just a blip, whatever. My answer to my own question, which is I think maybe the definition of insanity, but Karma's left me on an island. I think Mac Jones is still going to have the better years. Karma, Karma are, you, are you back with us here? I believe I am back for a ramp. Uh... Okay, so... I will ask you the question here as I finish up my own, my answer to my own question. Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, who was the better year? The reason I bring it up, Wilson got a lot of playmakers this year. They added Garrett Wilson, C.J. Uzama comes over, all the rest of it. However, um, you know he's obviously coming off a terrible year. Mac Jones, on the other hand, coming off of a solid year, but the Pats really lacking in weapons. There's a lot of hype for the Jets. There's a lot of ha- hype for Zach Wilson. I still think Mac Jones has the better year and is the better player. Do you think Zach Wilson takes this quantum leap so many people seem to be thinking he's going to take? Or do you see it as, no, 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 I, I think we're going too far. I think I think we're going to go with, with Mac uh, Mac Jones still as the better player. So I, I love the optimism around Zach, and, it, and it, it'd be impossible for him to not make a major step forward in my mind. However, I do think we sort of are just not giving Mac Jones enough credit for what he did as a rookie. And also, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I am impressed with his offseason. The dude's turning into Tom Brady before our eyes as far as the workout regime. Oh, oh Christ. Come He's on. dropping. Hey, man, the dude's, the dude's taking off the baby fat. He's all in. He's, he's, his body has transformed. He's going for the next level. So I think that matters, Verderam. I, I do. Uh, this is not a guy that's, that's resting on his laurels. I, I appreciate that. And plus, like, I mean, if we're making a bet here, are we really sure that it's just the Jets and their ineptitude that's uh, uh, that, that it was the reason that Zach Wilson had the, the rookie year that he had? 
So I think this, I mean, the much safer bet right. in my mind is Mac Jones. I mean, I agree. I agree, and I'm with you on it. I um, and no, by the way, we're not sure. The, the Jets being inept is always a solid bet. Well, for, yeah, so. I'm, I'm just saying, like the Jets drafting quarterbacks. It's 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 the same reason why I ha- I'm at least somewhat skeptical that Justin Fields is the right guy in Chicago. You're t- you're you're relying on the people that evaluated everybody else that they brought into Chicago and Mitchell Trubisky uh, on down the line, Andy Dalton, and uh, I'll even bring up Mike Glennon right now. So I, you know. Those until you prove otherwise, those things are all on the table in in my mind. Fair enough, fair enough. I uh, I, I think I think Mac Jones last year was severely overrated. I think he was a completely average quarterback, but played a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson. The, I do not think Zach Wilson makes up the gap in one year. Right, um, but they're not they're not going to ask Mac Jones to do things he's not uh, built to do. Let's let's say it like that. So you you'll have. Uh, a step up from what he did last year, running the same conservative stuff. All right, all right. Let's. We got a few minutes where we're joined by Ben Heisler, so let's let's rip through these into the futures. Uh, one, neither or both. Who makes the playoffs? The Cardinals and or the Vikings in the NFC. So it's a it's a really interesting one with everything that's going on in in, in Arizona with with Kyler. I also look at. Uh, the North and where the Packers are. And uh, to me, the safer bet between these two, and I think we're on the same, uh, the same wavelength there is Minnesota. Uh, And I love what the Vikings are doing with their organization. They're being incredibly progressive the way they're going about their business. They're almost Oakland A's like without the, uh, the constraints of the A's finances. So I I like the steps that Minnesota is making. I'm with you on Minnesota. I don't like the direction Arizona's gone this offseason. I feel like this is just a very, very tension-filled year. Not not a fan of how things have shaken for them. Maybe they can prove it, uh, you know, that, that they're a better team. I don't love it. I like the Vikings to find a way um, out of the two. Um, and, you know, by the way, it has to be said, I, I did not do this intentionally. I just realized this, but uh, – Prayers to uh, Jeff Gladney's family, uh, and and he, of course, cornerback. Who, for those who may have missed it over the holiday weekend, uh, passed away yesterday in a tragic car accident. Twenty five years old. He was a first round pick of Minnesota, um, and and it just signed with the Cardinals uh, this off season, and uh, just tra- tragic situation. Uh, gone far too soon. Um, so uh, thought thoughts with him and and, and his uh, as as he. Yeah, as he passes and his family mourns it, but just an awful situation. Yeah, first round traffic out of TCU in 2020 for yep. Minnesota, and then it was making his way to Arizona. So it's kind of an odd, an odd situation as far as just the football part of it. But uh, yeah, this it's been an an awful off season off the field in the NFL, and this was just another, yeah, another another moment in time. Um, just back on the playing field for a second here transition on back here because it I think it's it plays into the start of the show as well is is Lamar Jackson just waiting for Kyler Murray to get his contract so he can just stand tall and say that hey man I'm better than him so you just signed finally he signed and so give me more I've thought about that but like why like it's not like something like anybody thinks Kyler Murray's worth more than Lamar Jackson right I mean like he should be asking to get paid like Josh Allen got paid. Okay, why? Well, right? Well, I mean, should he be? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't say Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, 
Sure. You want to go that route? Sure. I mean, to I mean that, that's fair too. Hey, hell, yeah, absolutely. By the way, that Watson contract. Good luck to the Bengals and Chargers this offseason. All of them. <laughs> and I, I mean, if I'm Herbert, if, if I'm Herbert, and he has a huge year this year, and they have a lot of success, I'm not saying he get this. I like, I want 275 million guaranteed. Well, I don't. Have you watched the real sports uh, on Watson? I haven't, man. The kids have been sick, and I, I, I have not. I, it's on my queue. I have it record, I'm well, ready to well, watch. Well, I have not seen it. Yet. Well, when you do watch it, I have no doubt that your reaction is going to be how it, it just not that you, we didn't have the reaction at the time either, but it will just underline how in the world did the Cleveland Browns talk themselves into giving two hundred and thirty million dollars to someone who was accused and then you hear him talking about what it is mortifying so it just absolutely i've seen a couple clips it was not good no it's just it's truly incredible uh that this is what what's happened here so uh yeah anyway we don't have to go back down that road and and one other thing before we get to to heist here uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick shows up. And I'm, I'm jumping around here for a rim, but I wanted to get this out. Colin Kaepernick shows up uh, and works out with the Raiders. Supposedly has a very good workout, but the Raiders are not going to are not ready to sign him. Right? Uh, Gabe Kapler is not going to show up for the national anthem. What's been the? For those who don't know, he is the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Manager of the San Francisco Giants. Now I'm I'm tying the two together. San Francisco, San Francisco. Both are protesting the anthem, using it as a vehicle to generate discussion. He's doing it around gun violence. Uh, Cap was doing it around police brutality. Okay, uh, what's been the reaction to Gabe Kapler? Very muted. Muted. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I, I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not going right, wrong, or different here, but I think the difference is just it's a different time. Even though it was only, even though it was only five years ago, it seems like fifty years ago. It's just a different time. I, I got one. You know, I, I, think, I got one other difference for you. Oh, of course, of course. Listen, you're not. Yeah, the point's not lost. Okay, but I, I do think though it's fair to say that it is a, it is different now. Cap, look, Kaepernick, the, the first one over the wall always gets. You know, just just rip the shreds, right? I mean yeah. that. Now, your point, which is obvious, is Kaepernick is a black man, and Kapler is a white man. That's right. Same city, right? Now, I get different sport. I understand a lot, but same city, five years apart. Well, actually, one now is it five years, six years, sixteen. Um, Less six years apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, your point is not lost, and we've discussed this. Um, I do think that. A lot of society has changed its viewpoint, um, or at least at least opened its mind a little bit. Um, but yes, of course, of course. I I, um, I just think it's interesting that uh, oh, it's very. I, I mean, mean like you could sit here and do a whole show on this. Yeah, and, and, and to your point though, society's changed. But hey, man, he came in. He had a good workout. You're the Raiders. You are right, Jared Stidham is your backup. Jared Stidham is your backup quarterback. You, he sucks. You are. I mean, let, let's just call it. He is not right. Good. You are a so, you're, you're a team that's trying to win. You're an incredibly competitive. Derek Carson should not be threatened by Colin Kaepernick in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no. uh, what's the problem here? I, I'm 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 you're, the Raiders. By the way, are a team that has done 
stuff, not quite Kaepernick level, I suppose, if you want to throw everything in there. But they've given guys second chances. It fits from that standpoint. So I don't, it's what was the I, I I'm just I'm just kind of confused as to what was the point. And if we are in a different time, let let there's no way the Raiders are not, are selling any less tickets if Colin Kaepernick is on that team. I, I refuse to believe that. Okay, seven people won't come. Everybody else is showing you know up. I'll, I'll put it this because we got we got Ben waiting to come on. I'll say this. He has not played football now since 2016, which I do think is is a real, like it's a long time. He's going to be 35 years old. Yeah. Um, but you're going to tell me that if you had your life dependent on it, you'd rather have Jared Stidham starting a football game than come. like, look, I don't give a rip what anybody's politics are. Okay. Just like you shouldn't care what mine are. The bottom line is you're trying to win football games. And if, if, and, and you know what, when it first happened, when everything first happened way back when signing, signing Colin Kaepernick, right or wrong in your eyes, was a lightning rod. It was a major thing. Any team that signed him, there would have been an ungodly amount of attention. That is not the case anymore. I mean, let, let's just let's be fair. That would be a story for two days, and nobody would care. So if you, if you think he's better than your backup, why the hell not? Right. That's where I land on him. All right. Let's bring in Heisler, who's been waiting patiently uh, as we as we've talked and talked. Uh, first of all. Eisler, what uh, what did you do for Memorial Day weekend? Was it any good? Yeah, yeah, it was good. We uh, we celebrated uh, the oldest uh, the oldest kid's birthday. Uh, it was sort of like the first like real birthday party that we've had because you know he was born in 2019. Pandemic kicked off in, in yeah. 2020, and so I, it kind of felt like an out of body experience for me because. You know, we're the ones inside, like, the park shelter, bringing in the pizza, serving the the cookies, and singing happy birthday. And for seeing that all my life with other friends' kids, and then when I was growing up, to have that be my own kid was uh, a bit outside reality. But it was good. The weather was good. I had the folks in town. Uh, everyone is, is doing quite well. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it as well. You, uh, you took great pictures. You looked very dad professional like yeah. it smiled well kid looked happy i mean i thought i thought everything was right on point buddy i i appreciate that carm and to the point about looking very dad-esque i i noticed that as well like i'm trying to think to myself like it's it's a kid's birthday party i could just show up wearing a t-shirt and shorts and then i thought to myself do i have to dress up a little bit i had that whole back and forth battle in my head and then i end up wearing like the most dad outfit of all time which was like a some sort of combination of uh you know a, a golf shirt and some athletic shorts that looked nice enough to take on the golf course it, the whole time i felt ridiculous and out of place but I, i'm glad that it ended up coming through okay it's, it's like a weird place to be in like do you dress up because you're hosting the party or can you just wear whatever the hell you want i don't know uh, I, I honestly, I didn't even notice what you're wearing. The smile was so radiant that, that you could have had anything on, buddy. So <laughs> congratulations. Uh, ben Heisler, managing editor, bet side. Ben, let's make some money, damn it. Uh, win bet for your prop totals. Uh, worst to first division uh, contenders while we're kicking on here today, Heist. And we, yeah. talked about, we talked about the Ravens a lot and, and what the hell's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, but that would be a worst to first. Verem, you like that one, by the way, plus 200? I do. I I think they will be neck and neck with Cincinnati yeah. this year. Um, 
I, I think, in fact, when I picked the games, all of them, like a, like a maniac, I think I had them both winning 12 games. So um, I do I do like that bet. I think it's a good it's a good play. Look, Pittsburgh, I do not think, is winning that division. And Cleveland, I do not think, is going to have Deshaun Watson for a large portion of the season, just my, my guess. So if you feel that way, and I do, then you have two teams. And if, if, if the Ravens are healthy – it's kind. Of, it, it's very easy to make the case Baltimore's as good as Cincinnati. Now Cincinnati has all the playmakers, but both teams have star quarterbacks. The Ravens have players all over the field who can get the job done defensively. Like, I yeah, I do. I think I think Baltimore is going to be a very strong team this year. Heights, they're plus two hundred. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. It's very top-heavy in the AFC North. You have the Bengals as the slight favorites right now to win the division. And believe it or not, it was Cleveland for a while until some of this new potential rumors that Watson could be missing games started to trickle out, and that's still very much up in the air. But the Bengals are plus 180, and then the Ravens and Browns are tied at plus 200 with the Steelers all the way back uh, at 10 to one to win that division. I, I just think so much went wrong for Baltimore, especially in the second half. Remember the first half of the conversation was all about how they were probably winning some games that they shouldn't have been. But if you actually look a little bit closer, Lamar was, was throwing the ball relatively well. Um, the offense was actually in a high gear. It was the defense that was uh, having some struggles. And that's when the injuries on the defensive end started to hit. And they had dealt with all the injuries in their run game as well. But I know that there's a lot of people that, that don't like what, what Greg Roman does with this offense where it's almost exclusively run and they really just do not give a damn about taking some shots downfield. To me, I, I don't necessarily agree because Lamar's MVP season, he was taking plenty of shots downfield. I think he led the NFL in touchdowns that year, if I'm not mistaken. But they're going to be healthy, and the defense is substantially improved. And now if you have somebody like Dobbins back to, to lead that backfield, have Edwards be able to mix in as well. It's just such a dynamic threat rushing the ball. So you were able to maintain a quality defense. The secondary is elite. And now you can take the ball away plus control tempo on offense. I, I just think they're set up very nicely. And I do expect the Bengals to regress a little bit next year. So that's probably one of my favorites on the board for a worst to first team in 2022. I absolutely love Lucas that he's got his own records. At first they have Baltimore at 12 and five is what he meant to write there. And the Bengals at 11 and six Baltimore to win the AFC at plus 1100 uh, is his favorite championship uh, conference championship value. Uh, Lucas, I don't know if you have your own podcast, but you should have your own podcast. You're an, you're an amazing football fan. Uh, Heist, you like you like where Lucas is cooking? I do. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's about the opportunity that Baltimore has. They're going to have a, a slightly easier schedule uh, after a terrible year last year and, and really starting to let things go. It's still a tough division. And just because the Steelers are all the way at the back end, I, I still think it's a quality defense. It's not going to be just two automatic wins. And I, I know that, that Matt went through the schedule earlier this year. I don't know if you had the Ravens sweeping that series or, or maybe you had them falling on the road at Pittsburgh. Okay. I think Pittsburgh's one of those teams, like, because of Tomlin, because of that defense, you're going to find yourself in a game if you're in that division with them, especially in Pittsburgh where it's like 16 to 13 with two minutes to go in the game. Yeah. You know, they and, and you're sitting there pissed because they're plus three in the turnover. You know, I no, I, I, think, I think I picked Pittsburgh to split with Baltimore. Uh, and I think I picked them to split with all three teams, actually. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a parody filled division where you just expect a team that's been so consistently good and also very much ahead of the curve when it comes to making some of the analytical decisions that I, I, it's hard for me to envision a scenario, even without Hollywood Brown, that the Ravens aren't going to be fairly competitive. And if we're expecting regression from the Bengals, then I think of all the different teams on the board to go from worst to first, Baltimore certainly makes the most amount of sense to me. Yeah, I agree. Let's, let's look uh, at the AFC West. Actually, we can combine them all here. The Broncos are plus 275, which is uh, the third best odds in the AFC West. The Jaguars are plus 700, third best in the AFC South. And the East, in the NFC, the Commanders are plus 550, which is uh, third best in the NFC East. Uh, Verum, who do you like the most here? So, of those teams, but the Commanders, uh, I think we're we're stretching a little bit, right? Because they didn't finish last. They finished third in that division. The Giants were the Giants were yes, abject fire. Okay, I just wanted to check. We don't we um, don't count the Giants on this show. Apparently. The Giants aren't even the football team. Okay, um, so of those three teams, I'm going to surprise you guys. I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville, because I don't think Washington's better than Dallas or Philadelphia. Washington certainly could be on the come up because you look at them and say, all right, the weapons are not bad. You know, the, the, you know, you bring in Jahar Dotson, you've got Terry McLaurin, although he wasn't at OTAs, which you wonder where is he, where, how, bleh, if I could speak, where is his head at? What's he thinking? Um, you have Antonio Gibson as well, Logan Thomas. But I, I don't love them to win the division. I think Philadelphia had the best offseason in football. I'm going to write about that substantially here in the next week or two. And then Dallas, say whatever you want about them. They still have the best quarterback in the division. They still have a lot of talent. The Broncos, we've talked on this show about this. Like, they might be the biggest wild card in the AFC. Um, in fact, one of the into the futures before we, we brought Heiss on and, we, and we, could, we didn't get to it, are they more likely to win 12 games or eight? And while I probably lean 12 because of the quarterbacks, Carm's going eight, and I, I almost went that route. The problem with Denver is I don't think they're better than Kansas City or the Chargers. I, I don't. I don't really even see a world where I could argue they're better than Kansas City. I, I just even even though they moved on from Hill, like the Chiefs have won six divisions in a row and haven't lost to the Broncos since the Obama administration. Like I need to see Denver do it. Jacksonville had a huge offseason in terms of acquisition of talent. Trevor Lawrence had has talent, but was on a hilariously bad team last year, led by the worst coach I've ever seen in the NFL. That division is not great. Tennessee, I think, is going to come back to the pack this year. Houston is awful. Like, Indy's good, but is Indy so good that you don't think they could possibly be beaten out? Like, I would take Jacksonville, even though um, it would be a huge jump. Jacksonville's Jacksonville's a really interesting team that I probably didn't give enough merit to when this initial, when these initial odds came out. But just the switch from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is going for like eight games. It's it has to, right? <laughs> and and we for I, what'll be nice is that everything that we had talked about with Trevor Lawrence as far as upside and also safety, the high floor with the high ceiling, is going to start to showcase itself this year. 
And we've also seen, I'm, I'm not going out and saying that I, I would take Trevor Lawrence to win MVP, but there is a, a sample over the last few years of guys in their second year taking an enormous jump um, with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson over the last couple of years. Kyler Murray was another uh, guy that took a massive step in his second year, eventually fell back to the pack in the second half of the year. But it's, it's noticeable for a lot of these guys once they have that rookie season under their belt, they've taken a lot of those lumps. They've played a lot of games. It's It makes sense for Jacksonville in a very weak division because here's the thing. like I know Matt Ryan has had a lot of longevity, and I very much like the Colts to be able to, to win this division and, and Ryan to have a very solid year. But if he goes down, now you're talking about a wide-open race. And I know that it, Ryan has stayed healthy for out, throughout most of his career, but how old is he now, 37 years old? Yeah. It, well, I'll, I'll quickly add this too, not to cut you off. Look, they—he's—he's he's never missed any significant time in a season. So, like, let's even stay. Let's even okay. He stays upright. Let's go that route. They have Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. I mean, if Jonathan Taylor misses a month, they got a problem. There's nobody on that offense that scares you. Also, who is their left tackle? Yeah, like that they look, and I and I'm with you. I'm picking the Colts to win that division, but that is. Easily the worst division in that conference. Like, of these three teams, Denver's the best team easily. The problem for Denver is they're in the wrong division. Right. I mean, Denver Denver could be really good and not even make the playoffs because they're just getting the crap beat out of them in the West. Whereas Jacksonville, Jacksonville's nowhere near as good as Denver is. But you could just have a scenario here where Houston's terrible. Tennessee takes a big step back. Indy loses Jonathan Taylor for the, a month. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, nine games does it. And if you're Jacksonville, you're playing a horrible schedule. Like, maybe that's enough. I, again, you, you're not you're not going to Vegas betting your mortgage on any of these teams to win the division. But if you had to take a stab at one of them, yeah, I would probably go with Jacksonville. Really quick, because I know I know we we talked about this maybe a week or two ago. Carm, you were, uh, you were uh, cruising over at uh, Bears OTAs, and, and we had had a conversation about the Broncos' schedule. First half, pretty good. And if they get off to a good start, they're going to need it. Because here's who they play in the second half of the year. They're at Tennessee. Again, we expect them to fall back a little bit. Um, play the Raiders, playoff team from a season ago. Nice cupcake against Carolina. But then listen to this. At Baltimore, home against Kansas City, home against Arizona, at Los Angeles, at Kansas City, and the Chargers. That's, that's a murderer's road down the stretch of the season a very, very difficult schedule for the Broncos. So they have to be leading the pack in the AFC West by the time that schedule rolls around because they're they're going to get their asses kicked in some of these games. It's just inevitable knowing the type of competition that they're going to play. Um, they can handle it. Again, from a wildcard perspective, there's talent there, but it's going to be an adjustment. It, it is for so many of these guys. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, um, you know, aside when he came to Tampa Bay, so the Broncos, you're right. Like there's just so much up in the air in a very, very difficult division. Uh, the Jacksonville, I do think it surprised a lot of people this year. Verter, I and I are in agreement on them. Put me down for the commanders, baby. They're going to run the football. Chase Young's going to come back healthy. You talk about schedules. Uh, a lot of commanding wins, which, by the way, uh, don't sleep on the fact that the commanders in Jacksonville are opening up against each other for this conversation. We'll get an early feel on who's out on, on the on – the, on the Jags versus Commanders, which will be another storyline, by the way, for us that I'll carry all the way through 2022. Uh, not exactly super confident about the quarterback in Washington, 
But if you're making me make a pick, like I hate the Denver pick. Denver is, is uh, there's just no way that's not happening. Uh, the, that's come, come on. Again, and not, not to belabor the point, but Denver's just in the wrong division. Right. Like, right. If you, if you no put way. Denver in our division, they call me fine. I look, Russell Wilson, who, who I have down as a Hall of Famer when he retires, he's a Hall of Fame player. Like, he's the third best quarterback in that division. It's just going to be very difficult. The other thing with Denver, I really do wonder, and I've, had a lot, I've said this a few times on Twitter, and Bronco fans have just gone berserk. Vic Fangio's not there anymore, and I get he was an awful head coach. That guy matters on defense. Sure does. They are going to step back defensively because when you look at them defensively, they have a couple of really good players, Chubb, Simmons, Sertan. And, and I'm not putting Gregory in there. I'm sorry. The man's 30 years old and has 16 career sacks. Okay. But you look at the rest of that group. It's not like it's a bunch of guys who you're like, man, they're just loaded like they were the year they won the Super Bowl. Right. Like you look at that defense. Fangio did a phenomenal job with that defense. That is not going to be the same group. And if Denver gets into games here where they've got to score 30 points all the time, yeah, I think that's going to be a problem. I don't think they're better equipped to score than Kansas City is, even without Tyreek Hill, than the Chargers are. Even the Raiders. Now, I think the Broncos will be better than the Raiders. So I think the Broncos defense are better than the Raiders. But could the Raiders get into a game they have score them? Yeah, they could. Um, I just I look at Denver, and I think everybody's penciling in this idea that they're just going to be great defensively because they've been very good defensively. I think a lot of that has to do with Vic Fangio because when you look at that depth chart, again, it's Chubb who gets hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, he's really good. Okay. The rest of that front, DJ Jones is fine. He's a run stuffer, but it's not like you're shaking in your boots. Their linebackers are not good. Uh, Satan's excellent. Simmons is excellent. Their other corners are Kwan Williams and Ronald Darby. Like nobody in the AFC is having a stroke, having to face that secondary. So, I just think you're going to have games where you look at them and go, yeah, they're having a hard time stopping people. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Fangio leaving, while it's going to benefit them overall, is going to really hurt them defensively. You're preaching to the Chicago choir. Bears fans are very aware of what happened when Vic Fangio left town and what happened to that defense. Now part of it is that the defense was getting old, but Fangio was fantastic when he was doing the defensive coordinator job for the, for the Bears and should have been promoted to head coach, by the way. Uh, rather than letting Matt Nagy run the run the ship, but we can. I digress. Uh, hey, Heiss, you want to uh, give anything out here that you haven't said about uh, family or personal or football life before you go? The, the dance floor is yours. You want to weigh in on the NBA Finals? I took the Celtics. Verams got the Dubs. It's a fascinating series, right? Like it, it, it's fairly compelling and. I, as much as I kind of wanted to see the Heat sneak in, I, I knew that if they would, it would be a very quick series. Uh, but I, I don't know, Carm, as, as a fellow Chicagoan, were, were you rooting for Butler to make that shot? Were you rooting for the better series with, with Boston? Like, that, that's a dude that got away that really, really is, is hurting for, for me as a Bulls fan right now. I, I have mixed emotions with Jimmy. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think the Bulls should have traded Jimmy. That's a weird conversation in Chicago. Did the, did the Bulls lose? Yes, they lost the deal on on the Jimmy Butler trade. He's He's been in the NBA Finals, and he should have gone again, and he's twice the player that Zach Levine is. Uh, and Laurie Markkinen 
was nothing and Chris Dunn stunk. So, but anyway, uh, I digress. I, I was, I had no, I had actually, I was, I was devoid of emotion. I, but when he was coming down the court, I said, shoot the three, which was the right shot. Um, and he just missed it. So well, we're getting away from topic high. So who do you got? <laughs> I, I like the Warriors. I, I think it's an opportunity for them where everything has finally started to come together at the right time and ideal time. And Ime Udoka has done a marvelous job coaching this team. They, yes. The Celtics have been the best team in the NBA literally for the last six months. And that's enough of a sample size for me to buy in to what they've created and the step forward that Tatum and Brown and Smart have, have taken together. But Man, this is this is a team with the best shooter in the history of the NBA, a top five shooter in Clay, and and the glue that holds them all together in Draymond with the coach that's won three NBA finals. It, at some point, there's going to be adjustments made on Boston to slow them down. And I, I think it's coming now. It, you're going to see a Golden State Warriors team that I think is overlooked defensively. They were second behind Boston in defensive rating this year. Um, I, I think a lot of folks are going to be wanting big scoring games, lots of three-pointers, and you're going to see some of that. But I, I think as this series goes on, you're going to see Golden State make a lot of adjustments defensively, really slow down, trap Tatum inside, uh, not give him a whole lot of room to work with. Um, and, and, and Golden State plays small, and, and that's not what Boston wants to do. So I, I think they match up well, uh, very well against Boston. I, I think this goes to six. Uh, so I'll say Warriors in six to win the series. And uh, Steph, Clay, and Draymond get their fourth ring. Steph gets his first NBA MVP, which is pretty remarkable you, that uh, you, Durant has two of them. Iguodala has the other one. And no NBA yeah. uh, finals MVP for Steph Curry. You want to get in on the bet, too? It's uh, We're sending dinner. If Verderam wins, I'm sending him dinner. You'll but you'll both send me dinner when the Celtics win it. You want in, Heiss? I'll send you uh, whatever you want in Kansas City. Let's go. Yeah. All right. There always, we go. always get to make this to make it a little bit more interesting. Hey, I'm game. I'll say I'll say this for you, Carm. You better hope they win in six. Because if that thing goes back to Oakland for seven or San Francisco these days for seven, good night. I should have they're, they're not winning that game. That's not Miami. Okay? Uh, they're, they're not Boston going has won two game sevens in a row. And they've they've one of them was at home, night, the other one was in Miami. Oh, hey, I hear you. One of them was in, at home at the, in, 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 well, not the Boston Garden, but you get the idea. The, the other one was in Miami where fans were asking each other what basketball is with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Okay. But the, the, that is not Golden State. <laughs> that's, they will not win by, that game. They by played the game seven at home against the Le- Le- LeBronies, and they choked that series away along with the Draymond Green suspension and Steph Curry being hurt. LeBron's a little bit different. With all due respect to Jason Tatum, okay, that's a little bit different than, than LeBron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Steph hit the biggest shot in that series, for the record. But okay, but really quickly, our, our our guy Reed Wallach over at BetSided went Kyrie, to uh, went to went to Miami over the weekend uh, just to to hang out with with some friends of his, and they got last minute seats to to go see the Heat and Celtics in Game Seven. And he said it was like in the final couple minutes. He said it was just like 2008 all over again with Heat fans going for the exits. Yeah. This uh, comeback. Disgrace. Unbelievable. That was- Nobody's ever deserved a title less <laughs> than that fan base. Just don't even know what's happening. They're all trying to run back in, not because they actually want to see a title, but so like they can take some more pictures and post them on Instagram. No, no fan base 
is a bigger group of hangers-on. If that team's not winning 60-plus games, there's nobody there. And half, like, it always kills me as a Knicks fan. I mean, just being a Knicks fan actually does kill me. There's the root but of the But when issue. they go and they play in Miami or Orlando, it's a home game. There's nobody there rooting for the Heat Magic, ever. Like, it. so – I, in that sense, I'm glad Boston won the series because Boston is a great fan base. They'll be going nuts. But I I just, man, Carm, you're betting against Curry? Do it at your own risk, pal. I, I, I'm not betting against Steph Curry. I, I, sh- I should have pushed for game seven being being a push in this bet. But I'm, I'm pod committed. Let's go, Boston. Uh, I'm taking the underdog dinner for both of you. But I can't wait to uh, get myself some uh, – Heist, I'm going Gibsons from you, and I'm going to get Hugos from you, Verderam. We're going to go. We're going to, that's fine. That's a, a big man. All of a wow. We're, we're going uh, up a level. That's quite a load of confidence. I'll take it. Yeah. I. You guys going to uh, – the, for the listeners out there, Fanside's hosting this huge event down in Orlando uh, this week. I will not be able to attend because I have an eight-week-old daughter who now is unfortunately sick, and I have a, a, a four-year-old who's just getting over being sick. Um, are you guys going to Orlando? I will be there. I don't believe Heiss are you, Heiss is not involved. He's on the he's in the bet sided realm of the company, which is not coming, unfortunately. But uh, yes, we'll be cut. We'll be down for the Special Olympics Games from June third to June seventh. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so it's going to be a great time. And uh, Veram will have to figure out the podcast next week because I'll be flying back on the Tuesday. Okay. But uh, looking forward to to uh, everything. It's going to come out uh, down there and seeing a bunch of people in person. Uh, as we close up the show here, Heist, you just can stick around here for the ending because uh, I just want to let you all know that um, today's diet is strictly liquid as uh, and, and, and jello because I will be um, providing myself for the uh, colonoscopy tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Uh, we're cleaning out the system, and we're, we are, we're going to make sure that we're all good. So uh, if you guys would like to wish me well on this fine, fine thing, it's not the first time, so I know what I'm dealing with here. The worst part will commence uh, this evening about 6 o'clock when I do the drinking. And uh, the uh, – This is just a checkup for you, Carm? Nothing uh, – No, no, we're good. We're good. We're – you know, I've got, I've got history in the fam, so I got I to, gotta, you know, be aggressive with these things, unfortunately. Uh, but it's just a, your, your routine situation. Last time I uh, did not do a great job in fully cleaning the system. The doctor was angry with me, so I had to, so this is so this one is a little bit uh, sooner than 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 normal. But uh, little colon blow yeah. there, Carl. <laughs> Carl, let me treat it like you know you just like brush your teeth before going to the dentist. Ah, they'll they'll never notice a thing. Uh, yeah, you know I, yeah. I I I knew I was in trouble when uh, the morning came around and we were still in a situation. I I didn't know what was going to happen. And the guy just looked at me. He's like. Uh, you got to come back in a year, buddy. Because you see this, you see that. Yeah, that you're, I couldn't get to everything because you didn't take care of business, buddy. And I said, Doc, I apologize. Um, I'll never do that again. I didn't realize that I had to fast. This is a whole thank you, Lucas. I appreciate it. Um, so now I'm in a I'm in a fasting situation. We're doing everything by the book here, except I did have some peanuts yesterday, and apparently you're not supposed to have nuts for like a whole week leading up to it. So hopefully that won't mess up the works. Well, good, good luck to you. Yes. Um, that that sounds atrocious. Uh, but I give you credit for keeping up on your health. Thanks, A lot buddy. of people don't do it. And then uh, I know my grandfather, he had, he had uh, a, a colon situation that he overcame. But he was also like 80 when that happened. That's here or there. But it's important to keep up on your health. 
it's important to get to the doctor make sure you're checking up on these things so good for you car thank you um by the way gonzo really quick i it says is there a reason sky Moore and leo chanel haven't signed the contract yet uh gonzo i would not worry about it i i it's probably just some language thing or i i, I would not i would not put any stock into that until they hit training camp uh, all right, so uh, all right, so Carm is fasting, uh, so he can he can uh, belt himself to the toilet later. Uh, Heisler, uh, what's going on with you, man? The uh, the start of summer uh, for the uh, the schedule is is kicking off this week, so we got both boys home before summer camp begins. So it's going to be a whole back and forth mess of trying to keep them entertained at home. Uh, it's supposed to be nothing but rain and thunderstorms for the next several days in Kansas city. So, uh, actually, you know, thoughts and prayers to my, my poor wife who's going to be watching them for, for most of the day. So I think if we can have survived this week, uh, and get through to the start of summer camp, uh, it's going to be, uh, very good. And also we, we got a trip planned towards the end of uh, June, beginning of July. So, um, for any friends that might be watching this, uh, we're probably just not going to see you for the next three weeks because there is no chance in hell we are getting ourselves sick before this trip. We've already had two trips canceled due to COVID or scare of COVID. We're going. So we're going to wrap ourselves in bubble wrap if we need to, or put on hazmat suits, but we're getting through and going on this trip at the end of the month. Good for you. Where, uh, where about? We've been wanting to go to uh, the Canadian Rockies for, for several years. Uh, so we're going to get out to, uh, to Calgary, get out to Banff, uh, for uh, for our fifth anniversary, so very excited to finally put that all together. Very nice. And by the way, how, how old are the kiddos? Uh, Mike had just turned three, and uh, Ezzy is uh, fifteen months. Oh, okay, so they're not. So they can't. Uh, so daycare is not going to is not helping. Are they not in daycare? The uh, oldest one is no longer in daycare. The youngest one is starting in the school program that the oldest one is in in the fall but his daycare provider retired at the end of May. So now it's like, all right, he's going to be home with us for the summer, trying to figure out a possible part-time nanny situation. Just seeing what we Yeah. Do. Just put him They'll in front have... of the plasma. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be a terrible parent like me. Um, I, no, I, you know what? We got to figure that out next year because Maisie's starting kindergarten in August. And I, it's like when right now she's in daycare, which is fine. But when she's done with, with kindergarten like what are we doing for the summers i i have no idea i i envy um, you by the way that that she's going to be starting uh kindergarten because uh unless unless she's going to a private school because that is she's not okay no. so the the daycare costs is sizable no matter where you, live. you. get that off the shoulders yeah. that's going to be a big win for uh, oh for yeah that, that's a cute thought heisler except for the fact that uh my newborn is going to take her spot right away yeah. so Five years from now, call me. Okay, but yeah, but you'll have you'll have one as opposed to two, which is also I will ideal. one. Let's put it this way, okay? I don't care what anybody's politics are on this. Hey, Biden, hey, roll back those student loans a little bit there, bud, okay? <laughs> because we can all use a little more breathing room. Um, that's that's where I am on that. As uh, as I looked at my my thing, by the way, my quick thing was going to be I could just use some sleep. I'm tired. Okay, my wife is insanely tired. I am not as tired as her, um, who is breastfeeding. And so is essentially just up every two hours with Genevieve, who eats like a combine. It is unlike any I've ever seen in my life. That kid is going to be playing linebacker by by like grade two. She's going to be in the NFL. Um, but 
I'm, I'm done. I am so tired. And God love my wife, who we have, we have two beautiful girls, and of course uh, the, the son we didn't have. But we, uh, you yeah, know, she she is ready. Like, oh, we should have another kid. Let me tell you something right now. There is a better chance that I'm hitting third for the Yanks tonight than us having another child. Okay, I love our girls. I wouldn't trade them for the world. But the idea that to have another one, another one. Where nobody sleeps is the three kids now are just screaming and yelling and carrying on. And Maisie's trying to ride a, 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 a laundry basket down the staircase. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Are you, this is, are you going this snip? Is my, my you going to snip it? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Um, with or without consent from the white. Yes, I I'm done. Could be a. I love kids, man. I I would not change a thing, but the idea of another child. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I've I've hit my my capacity. I can't do it any longer. Um, I'm I'm tapped out. How how the reason I say that? How people have like five kids? God bless you. I don't know how anybody does that. Like. That's got to be why liquor was invented, right? Like, it has to be. I, the, I get back in the day when you had to, like, like, you had to have nine kids to, like, tend to the farm. But now, who the hell's having four and five children? How are you doing this? Like, it, it boggles my mind. I have no idea how anybody does that, unless they just are so rich and they need full-time help and they don't care. But, like, then what is even the point of having kids? I don't know, like heights. I don't want to get in. Are you guys, are you guys good? Are you guys gonna? You want to have more kids? Are you done? We when we first when we first got married, we said we like the idea of two, and then the second one came along, and she said, Ah, I think we could do three. I said, No, 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 I don't think so. And you know what changed it was was when was when she broke her leg back in October, realized the extent of what was happening at home, and said, You know what? I've learned. We're stopping it too. Haven't haven't made it a final decision yet. Like we we haven't we haven't made the determination on any sort of snippage. Um, sure. But we are both right now very much in the camp of of two and through. Take it all the way to the trade deadline. Uh, you know you don't need to make a decision until you absolutely have to make a decision. That's right. I man, I just um <laughs> I can't like it's uh, plus Maisie's like having like five children. Okay, anyone who's ever spent any time around Maisie program understands that kid. She is awesome. She is my best friend. She is. The other day, and I'll leave it on this note. The other day. Uh, Carmen looks exhausted I, just, just from this. Uh, you're speculating that your three-year-old is going to have. She spe- he speculated his three-year-old's going to have five kids. I can't be the only one uncomfortable here. Lucas has got to be having a meltdown over there at Lucas Lim. But go ahead, Verderam. Who, who's speculating what? Didn't you just say that Maisie's going to have five kids? I said she's like having five oh, okay. I heard I heard the same thing too, Carl. I was like, okay. I, that's your business. I <laughs> Oh well no, I'm like, I can't imagine Maisie thirty years from now as a mom, that would be quite a shame. Okay. No, okay. no, no. Okay. She's like she's like raising five. I years. got it. I got it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the huge difference. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad I clarified there for the audience. Um the other day I wake up, I come downstairs. And I'm not a coffee guy. I hate coffee. So I, I, it takes me like five, ten minutes to kind of like fully wake up. I'm sitting on the couch. Maisie 
comes running in like she's on fire. Happy as can be, but like she's on fire. And just jumps full force both feet into an area that no man should have to be hit with both feet full force. Okay. And it's like, pick me up and 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 um oh, I'm trying to how to describe this. She so she likes like if I pick her up like by like, almost like by the ankles and like I just put her over my back and I just like she she just thinks it's the funniest thing. So she's like, pick me up, throw me over your, your shoulder. I'm like, I can't even breathe. I'm in so much pain. Oh, come on, come on, get up, come on. So now I'm like doing this, but I'm I'm in agony. That was the start of Saturday. Okay. I can't anymore. I just because so, I know that the other one's eight weeks, and in three, three and a half, four years, the same damn thing's gonna happen. I've already got the ice pack ready, so I just, I can't. Yeah. I love my wife, but I can't. There's, there's got to be a level of insanity to want to just have another child. Right? It's, it's, it's she's gone. She's gone too far. Yeah, uh, Verim, your daughter is right after you. That's exactly what you'd say. Let's go. What do you mean? Move forward. Time. You know. What's a little? That's no. She is. She is me. Yeah. Just at four years old. Yeah. That is one hundred percent true. And now I understand why my parents probably thought about putting me up, um, it, it, which would have been understandable for the Verderams to just say, you know what, Matt, let's going to go live in another house. Uh, but no, it's God bless my parents. You, you both have elite parents. I know the Heisler parents a little bit better, but it's, but meeting yours at your wedding, Verderam, that that was some elite parenting going on right there. So. Uh, Hugs and kisses to one and all here. Get the hell out of here. Hit that subscribe button. Football, parenting, talk, even the NBA Finals. A lot goes on in the NFL offseason on Stack the Box. People getting their balls jumped on. It's a good time. That's all happening. Stack the Box really covers all bases in the offseason. There will be a DeWindy City podcast today at 5 o'clock if anybody wants to uh, jump in on that. A little Chicago action. Uh, The great Mark Grody is joining me today with Patrick Schmidt out of town. Uh, So it should be a good show. Bears, 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 Bears. Heist, when are you, when's your next pod? We will be also live. Uh, is is uh, the Windy City pod at 4 p.m. Central or 5 p.m. Central? 5 Central. 5 Central. Okay, so what you should be doing is kicking off uh, your afternoon on the Daily Bet Slip at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it'll be myself and uh, Reed Wallach today going over our favorite bets of the night. Uh, going over everything from uh, Major League Baseball, start of the uh, Western Conference uh, series in the, NH- in the NHL Stanley Cup is going on tonight. Um, I've been destroying it, you guys. Like, I, I don't come on and toot my own horn a lot, but I'm about eight units up in WNBA tonight. I got a couple WNBA picks on the board tonight, so go ahead and follow me, tail me over there. And then after you're done with Daily Bets, let's head on over. Make sure you check out Carm on, uh, on the Windy City with, uh, with my guy. Mark Rodia, big yeah. big Mark Rody fan. He's a good man. It was a good good to be with y'all, Mister Schwump. We appreciate you. Thanks thanks to you, Jalen Lucas, uh, yes, Gonzo, everybody. everybody. We love you. So we will see you uh, or Verdam will see you next Tuesday, 11, oh, 11 Central. Uh, and check out the High Slayer. Check out me. Live your life. Be the best. You can be. Thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button, stack in the box saying, see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 